Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Sid coming to you from my home. Actually, we were in church this uh, past in the building this past weekend and had worldwide communion. And I recorded uh, the message, and turns out my phone ran out of space, and so uh, only had just a very small part. And so I'm going to try to share a little bit that maybe some of you. Uh, have not been able to um, uh, hear from us this week because I was not able to complete that. So I'm from home instead in the sanctuary, but we did have a good service this weekend, and uh, we we sang those two hymns, "Come Some Christians Join to Sing," and "How Firm a Foundation." And the gospel reading today and for this past week was. Um, Matthew 21, so Matthew 21, uh, may Christ be in our thinking and our speaking and in our hearts. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached uh, Bethabda and the Mount of Olives, Jesus went or sent two disciples saying to them, well, I started at the wrong place, my bad, do pardon me. The 33rd verse. And if I had to go start all over again, then I'd have to play all of these again. So, do pardon me. It's the parable of the wicked tenants. I didn't think that sounded right. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves and the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent out other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is their, the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, We will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will, have, who will give him the produce in the harvest, at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it's amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables. They realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, and they feared the crowds because they regarded him a prophet. Well, today's lesson is somewhat of an uprising in the vineyard, you might say. A uh, little story, not the first part that I was telling you, but uh, when I got on the right spot, starting with the uh, about the 33rd verse. Um, thanks be to God for the scriptures and for God's word. 
And thanks be to God that we're human and sometimes we just have to uh, go with the, the flaws that we have. And when we make mistakes, that's a good thing to remember that God uh, gives us do-overs. And that's that's really great thought there. Um, King Duncan, who's one of my favorite uh, writers and, and uh, uh, gives all kinds of illustrations for sermons and uh, he told a story of a journalist that uh, went to Japan. And, of course, he didn't speak any Japanese, so he was a little app apprehensive about going to Japan and uh, not being able to communicate. But, you know, there are other countries people speak more English than we do other foreign languages. But, however, uh, in this particular case, uh, he got to a cab and it was going to get in the cab. And when he got to the airport, he was thinking, how am I going to tell the cabbie how to get me to my uh, hotel if um, I can't speak Japanese? So he stopped by a little store and there happened to be a picture of the hotel on uh, some matchboxes. And so he bought one and he went out and got his cabbie and he showed it to him. And just as he feared, the cabbie didn't speak English. And so through a little communication, the guy looked like he had the lights on where he really wanted to go. So uh, after riding a while, um, they, the cabin stops and motions that they're there. And he looked around, there's no hotel. But there was a match-making uh, uh, um, industry there. So <laughs> miscommunication. Sometimes we, no matter how hard we try, we might wind up in the wrong place or we might not get the communication. The cab driver saw matches. He didn't see a hotel. And so sometimes no matter how hard we try to communicate or how much effort we put in it, no matter what we say, sometimes people uh, hear and see things that they just want to see and hear, or maybe they just don't understand. Uh, kind of like another little story that I heard that some Martians came to Earth and uh, they looked, wanted to look like uh, human beings, so they made themselves, uh, they didn't want to you know, cause a big ruckus, so uh, they had the ability to, they kind of looked like Earthlings to start off with, and so they changed their clothing and. They went around, and so they went to dinner one night, and uh, after they got ready to leave, they came and got uh, uh, the waiter brought the check, and they paid, and he said, wow, you guys must be from Mars, and they were astounded, and, and he said, why would you say that? And they thought they had covered themselves pretty good, he said, because no one ever pays for cash. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of things that happen that we just aren't ready for. Uh, things that we don't uh, we don't expect. The unexpected comes, and in the story today, uh, in the uh, uprising in the vineyard, you have the owner. He uh, has uh, decides that he needs tenants because it has this massive uh, winery and uh, it has it all fenced in, and even has a tower to keep with uh, someone watching out uh, for uh, even. Uh, wild animals or for someone that's trying to steal. And so he sent his servants over to get his payment and they wound up killing all three of them. And so 
he said that uh, he'll send his sons, surely they won't do anything to them, and then the tenants. I uh, said, so, well, he's the heir, we'll kill him, and then we'll take his portion. And so Jesus asked, what do you think should be done to these people who did this horrible thing? And all the fairies, Pharisees around said, well, these wretched people should be put to death and die a miserable death. And then they realized that he was talking about them. And so they wanted to uh, retaliate against Jesus, but they were afraid to because the crowd was quite taken with Jesus. Now, Jesus always taught in parables, and, and you wonder, well, what is it that God wants to communicate to us here? What is it that Jesus wants us to say? Well, I think it's uh, pretty basic that when we look at the church and we look at the kingdom of God, we have been made stewards of this earth. We talk about uh, uh, the environment being environmental friendly, earth friendly. Those are important things. We, we have this great big world that God gave us through whatever process that, that it came to us, but we're custodians of it and we need to make sure uh, that it's good. Then God's kingdom, or random if you uh, wish, uh, is here. And we have countries, we have governments, we have different languages, we have different cultures and different points of view and political view. Lord, do we ever have that these days? And now we're dealing with pandemics and we're dealing with uh, just all sorts of divisive things and we have to deal with race issues and um, try to make sure that we're all understanding each other. But in that process, there's misunderstanding and distrust and mistrust. And um, we may be saying what, you know, people just totally uh, don't understand what we're saying. And so that's what Jesus is saying. You know, we're God's saying, I've given you this great big wonderful world, your different races, your different cultures, you see things differently. That's the beauty of being a human being, is that we're not all, all have to be exact. God gave us a brain and thinks, and then we're able to think differently. And so, but he gave us a foundation. Uh, and we believe as Christians that foundation is Jesus Christ, that God sent his son into the world and uh, through him we have eternal life and taught us how to live and gave us so much the scriptures, the, the Old Testament God gave those and those stories of the, of the Hebrews and led up into the coming of Jesus and we can find truth in other religions. I was just watching today um, on YouTube the uh, Commonwealth at uh, Westminster Abbey uh, this past, a few months ago, the celebration and people were there from all countries all over the world who were part of the great Commonwealth and uh, of course, Queen Elizabeth and the royal family was there, and they were singing these great hymns. But they also took time to celebrate different religions and different cultures. And there were representatives there that spoke from uh, from the Orthodox Church and from uh, Islam and from uh, Judaism and from Buddhism. All of those brought greetings because the Commonwealth was made up, and there were different music presentations and cultural presentations. And there were, you know, folks 
uh, of all races being. I thought, well, how beautiful is that? Uh, that there in the great Westminster Abbey, uh, I've had the pleasure of being there. And, and I always brag that right where the Queen was sitting that at the service that we were in, the prayer uh, service uh, of Vespers, uh, they had that area open. And I said, I sat right where the Queen you always know, gets to sit in the royal family. So it, uh, it, it's really just amazing to see uh, all of that. But going back to the, the thought, uh, we are one world. We're even though we have different views or whatever. But what is it that God wants us to see that we are put here? And I'm going to bring it back to Christianity now. Bring it, narrow it back down to we who are followers of Christ. He taught us these lessons that we are supposed to love, that we're supposed to be good stewards of what He has given us, and that the reign the kingdom of God belongs to God. And we should be out sharing that love, sharing what Jesus taught, who Jesus is, respecting all the other faiths. But that's what we as Christians believe that we should do. And we want the world to see Christ. And we want the world to see God the Creator and to know the Redeemer and to know the Sustainer. So, when we feel like that um, there's just nothing else that we can do, um, we need to be faithful to who we are, to what we believe, not in a judgmental way or a divisive way, but in a way that teaches uh, others. Someone says the best sermon that is ever uh, preached is one that is lived. And so... We all have our flaws, we have our sins, we have our shortcomings. But, and like I said, we have different views about faith, even within Christendom. Different views. That's why we have so many denominations. And even uh, we see uh, unrest even in our own denomination, United Methodist Church, and uh, wonder where it's going. So, everybody has all of these things. I wonder what God thinks of that. Remember he asked the Pharisees, what would you do to folks that came in and just destroyed your vineyard and tried to steal it? Wasn't a very pleasant answer, was it? And then they realized that they were talking. We have to be careful. We have to think about what we are saying, even though we mean well sometimes. Uh, what is heard is not what is really meant to be conveyed to the other side. And sometimes we're so stubborn and hard-headed and, and, you know, my way or the highway. But we can live in this world. I believe we can live in peace. I believe that, you know, Christians can certainly learn how to live with each other and respect each other. And we can uh, honor all faiths, all countries, all cultures, and be a light to this world. And if we really, as we expect to be uh, carriers of the good news of Jesus Christ, if we, if we can't do that in love, how can we expect, how can we expect people to see us in the light in which we want them to see us? May God help us all, help us all to love, do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. I was reading this the other day when 
the president was in the hospital and, and people were saying different things and some were very unkind and some were kind. And, you know, I said, we should, I always pray for the president. Certainly don't agree with him most of the time, but I pray for him in the church and, and what have you. And uh, every president, I've always done that. And I feel that that's our duty. Um, and when people are sick, we should pray for them. And I leave the judgment to God, you know. So I got to leave me to God, too. So the I read this one lady, and she was responding to someone. You're absolutely right. They should be praying for the president, blah, blah, blah. And then the next breath, she brought up several people in, on the Democratic side, the speaker and all, and talked about how evil she was, and you know her prayers came from the devil. And I thought, man, and I wrote her down, I said, ma'am, you are perpetuating the same harm. And she said, oh, I'm not. All I could do is say, you know, you're doing the same thing that you are putting other people down. And we have to be careful with that. You can have your point of view, you can have your beliefs, but we all walk in love whether, no, no matter which side you're on, because there's a lot of things that I don't agree with, there's a lot of people I don't agree with, but God has not called me to hate any of them, and God has not called me to hate anyone. And so, God certainly has given me this wonderful country that I live in, that I can vote, that you can vote, that we can decide our leaders, and that's what we should do. And we certainly all should uh, be kinder to each other and listen to what the other is saying, whether it's in the church or out in the civics world or, or what have you in the political realm. May God help us to be like our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and was seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there shall come to earth and judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen and amen. Now may the grace and the love of God the Father, our Creator, Jesus Christ, His Son, our Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever.